InvestTalk listeners ask Steve and Justin what they use for their winning investment research. And the answer is YCharts, quality data with easy-to-use tools. Start your free trial now at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. October 25th, that's today, a Thursday, and you know we're getting closer to the weekend, and I know that I've got a, I've got a, a football game to watch this week, my nephew is uh, off the injured list and will be playing for the 49ers, so I'm looking forward to that this Sunday, and for many of us, many of us it, it, it may feel like time is going by pretty fast, well, my favorite holiday is coming around, Thanksgiving, it's only one month away, so I'm pretty excited, I, things are good, life is good. Even the market did much better today. Life is good. I'm Steve Peasley, and I welcome you to Invest Talk, the weekday financial program that with one clear that has one clear objective, and that always is helping you grow your money, helping you grow it and protect it. So that's the focus of the program, the focus of our efforts here. And of course, it's all about your investments and your continuing education and how to become an above average investor. And how to achieve what everybody wants. Everybody wants financial freedom. Everybody wants that. Yesterday, all the Dow's 2018 gains were wiped out by the market plunge, right? The Nasdaq was off 10% from its recent high. The New York Stock Exchange, the broadest indicator of the whole of the, of the market, has been is is down for the year about four or five percent as of yes, yesterday's close. So what happened today? Well, by the, when the bell rung this morning to open up the market, that Dow, the SP, and the Nasdaq all started with modest gains, and they just continued to go up for most of the day. So they didn't make all of all of it back. I mean, the Dow was up 400 points, so it was a couple hundred points behind uh, it, what it lost yesterday. But it was it, it was a big turnaround today. And, of course, everybody's going to ask me, does that mean the correction is over? And I'm going to tell you right up front, I don't think so. Not yet. I don't think so. What it does tell you is don't panic. October is volatile. I've warned you about that for a long time. October is the most volatile month of the year. And we are overdue for a correction. We had a correction in February. Then all from February to September was an effort to get all that back and eke out a little bit of gain from that correction in February. And then now we're back to where we started with another correction. This is not abnormal. Just it, This is normal. We got used to abnormal. And that was very calm market going in one direction, very little down days. Not too big updates, but consistent. That's not how the market works. That's not historical norms for the market. Volatility is historical norm. Volatility. Maybe not as much as we're having now, but more so than we've seen in recent years. Now, did you see Budweiser apparent on Hazard-Busch report earnings and, and sales? They cut their dividend in half. Beer sales are down because people are changing their taste for alcohol beverages. Have you seen that? Have you noticed that? Uh, I've seen a lot more people drinking 
mixed drinks and hard liquor and no alcohol at all. It's like going both ways. And I'm wondering, maybe that's why a lot of the spirit companies are moving into the cannabis business. Have you noticed that? Maybe they're trying to replace some of their lost businesses. Well, the market, as you can tell, uh, it's got lots to talk about. We have lots of earnings out even after hours tonight, and that was interesting. There's some interesting numbers. I welcome your calls, your questions right now, and our anytime list online. 888-99-CHART is the number. 888-992-4278. So we're going to talk about yesterday's tumble, the market, why and how and all those things. NASDAQ was down the most, uh, the, the, is in correction territory. It had been there for a long, long time. I'm pretty sure that most investors and all of our listeners would like some unbiased analysis. And I will do that for you in a few minutes. But before I do that, let's go ahead and take a call. Let's talk to Noel in Napa. How you doing, Noel? Uh, good a- I'm good. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Steve. Um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, um, you were discussing uh, AT&T, and, and of course it was uh-huh. uh, in the upper 30s, and today it hit 30, and and you said a yep. couple of weeks ago a good entry point, would if you could get it, would be would be 30. Do you still feel yep. that way, uh, or has that yes, changed? I, and also, uh, I, no, think, I think AT&T a while back acquired, uh, what, a, a media company or, or something, um, and uh, does that look like it's going to work out? Actually, the media part of the business at AT&T was, is looking like it's going to work out. And it, AT&T went down and is testing its lows for the year at 30. And they had a little a hiccup in their earnings that they reported. It wasn't new subscriber for cell, cellular new subscriber was down a little bit, even though they met their expectations and, you know, the, they – the company still looked pretty good. They grew their sales 15% in the most quarter. So the most recent the quarter they just reported, September quarter. So that was bigger growth than, than they ever expected. But no one, those stocks still got hit pretty hard. So, yeah, I think, Noel, this is a great time, a great price, around 30 bucks. Now, I might wait a few days because I don't know if the market is done with the correction, Noel. So it could drag it a little bit lower. It could into the high 20s. But, man, I think that would be a great buying point. I mean, the dividend right now stands at 6.7%, and they're not cutting their dividend. 6.7% at this price. And that's a lot. So, no, yeah, I think this is a good price for AT&T. It's not going to be exciting. It's probably going to roll back up eventually to the, you know, the high, mid-30, high 37, 38 maybe. And, and then back down to the 30, low 30s. But this is the area that you'd want to pick it up if you're going to pick up AT&T. It's a, one of those core holdings. You buy it for that dividend. That's what you're buying it for. Thanks for calling, Noel. I appreciate that. Now let's talk about October volatility and how it's played out in recent days. And by the way, I'm taking a lot of this information from MarketWatch, besides my own uh, 40 years of experience paying attention to what the market does. But... You know, you always want to look for patterns and you always want, you know, the old guys, I guess I consider myself the old guys these days. The old guys, because I used to call Jerry, my partner, who's now a 91, 92, I used to call him the old guy. Uh, 
the old guys have years and years and years of bear markets, bull markets, corrections. And so they've seen it all. And now I'm kind of in that group. I, I've seen almost all this stuff. So all we're seeing is a return to volatility. Yes, it might be a little bit outside the norms, but 1% to 2% volatility in a day is, is, has been historically not that exciting. It is now because you're not used to it. But, you know, in the past, 1% up or down in a day, okay, big deal. But um, we're talking about like 10, 20 years ago. That's kind of normal, but not now. So all you investors out there, many of you have gone comfortable with a market that merely just turned slowly higher year after year since 2017. And very calm in 2017, very calm this year except for February. But now you're starting to see some volatility. I think that I think we can I think we're gonna look at more volatility going forward. I think it's gonna be more back to the norm going forward. So we'll see. We'll see. What do you want to talk about today? What's on our what's on our talking point? I want to talk about several things. Um, um, I, I want to talk about the two housing markets. You see the two housing market, two reports that came out today, and they're diametrically opposed. I, I wanted to expand on the fear gauge and the volatility and the fear gauge. Make sure we understand what that fear gauge is. And uh, uh, just a reminder that the stock market corrections don't always become bear markets. As a matter of fact, they rarely do. I'll give you some statistics to show that. Okay. I'm Steve Peasley. Oh, just a reminder. I better remind you of this. On October 30th at 6.30 Pacific time, we're going to have our wealth webinar. Just a reminder. So if you want to sign up for it, it's on investtalk.com. October 30th or at 6.30 Pacific time, our free wealth webinar. You can sign up for that now. I'm Steve Peasley, and there's a lot going on in the coming days for our loyal Invest Talk listeners. I'm returning to San Jose on November 7th, and you can still register if you want to meet with me then. And, of course, the wealth webinar we just talked about. It's coming up next week. And, of course, uh, what we've been talking about, Invest Talk Academy, begins on November 1st. I've been working, I worked on that for several hours today. So keep listening for more details. But now I'm ready to take your questions at 888 99Chart. ever wonder whether your current investment strategy is working as well as it could, as well as it should? Well, if you explore the list of strategic investing programs offered to clients of KPP Financial, and you can do this, by the way, at investdoc.com, you can quickly see what you may be missing. For example, read about Disciplined Equity or KPP's Active 401k program. October is racing by, football weather has arrived in many areas, and the phone lines are open to all now. Steve's here, and he's taking your calls, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278, today's main talking point. The world's biggest equipment maker may be a victim of deepening U.S.-China trade tensions. Talk about Caterpillar. Caterpillar shares are down 
25% from late January this year. So does that tell does that mean that the world economy is going down? Well, the IMF, International Monetary Fund, did ratchet down growth of the world com- economy by a couple tenths of percent um, uh, recently for next year and the year after. But still growth, pretty solid growth. But, you know, Caterpillar, uh, its backlog of inventory went down a little bit. Still has lots of backlog. But the backlog of inventory went down, and everybody's worried about, uh, you know, the Chinese tariffs. And Caterpillar is particularly sensitive because one of their biggest customers is China for their big heavy equipment. So you can see why that would affect them more so than, you know, say, uh, other kind of equipment makers that don't rely on China for business. Now, I don't want to say Caterpillar relies relies on China, but it's one of their biggest customers. And so, if, and they still are. Don't I'm not, I'm, don't mis, misunderstand that they're no longer a big customer. They still are a big customer, but Caterpillar is going to have to increase their prices 1% to 4% globally to help make up for the tariffs. They did uh, ratchet down what they thought the tariffs were going to cost. They thought it was going to cost between 100 and $200 million dollars. But now it's down to about $40 million. That's what they think is going to cost them in the most recent quarter. So for that's down from 100 to 200 what they were guessing at. So it's less than it was, but it's still going to cause them to raise their prices. And, you know, the fear is that, is it going to get worse? Not that it's going to get better. Both sides are not really talking. So, so, so it does affect Caterpillar more than other types of companies. Um, so you're just going to have to be aware when you're you're investing out there that that uh, if you are investing in companies that are international, you have to be aware of where their sales are going. You know, if the sales are, uh, is with our trading partners, Mexico or Canada, won't be a problem because there's already agreement there. But if their sales are predominantly in China, there's going to be an issue. Or even in the EU, we still haven't agreed there either to anything. So it's going to have an effect on the stock. So you have to just be aware of where your sales are going for the company that you're investing in. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. And if you live anywhere in the Bay Area of Northern California, I will be there on November, November 7th. You can set up an appointment. 888-99-CHART is our number. Get ready for the next Invest Talk online educational event. It's a live wealth webinar and it's happening this coming Tuesday night, 6:30 Pacific Time. Invest Talk webinars cover various topics from economics to stock picking, and you're invited to join the online experience, but you must pre-register at investtalk.com. It's easy. Roll over the Invest Talk menu link, then click on webinar. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. So let's go ahead and go to a caller. Let's talk to Buddy in Hayward. How you doing, Buddy? I'm doing really well. Thank you for taking my call, Steve. Thank you. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. 
I'm still on. Yeah, on talk. I can. Uh, you know, I'm interested to hear what you uh, what you take on the uh, recent IPO ACB. Uh, it seems uh, seems very very volatile, but it seems interesting. Well, they, they it's not so recent. That was 2014 when they went IPO, initial public offering, when it became a public company, and they lost money 2014, 15, 16, 17. This year they're going to make money, 15 cents a share. Uh, and this is Aurora Cannabis Inc., everybody. It's out of Vancouver, Canada. The Canadian-based company engaged in the production and distribution of medical cannabis, marijuana. I think, I really, buddy, I think this might be one of the winners uh, in this area. They're growing their sales over 200% and have done that the last three quarters. I mean, actually, you can go back even further than that. One quarter is only 169%. The quarter before that was 387 so it's growing its sales very, very fast. And the price got up to $12 recently, which is a which was at a very close to its recent high and made earlier in the year, right, like the market did in January. And then it's fallen off from $12 down to $7.49. That's a pretty big drop. And yeah, it's still expensive because it's only going to make $0.15 cents and it's a $7.49 stock. But when you have growth of 200% a quarter or more, it deserves that kind of pro- high, high P.E. ratio. And on this situation, you know, you know what? My, one of my rules, buddy, is don't buy companies that don't make money. Well, this one wasn't making money, but now it is. And this might be a good opportunity as someone who wants to get into this sector. Now, don't go crazy and buy lots of it. Buy, you know, just a normal allocation. But, yeah, I could see... This is a high-risk, high-volatility stock, but I think it has a good chance of succeeding. So, well, do, you bo- do you own it, buddy, or do you want to so buy much, it? You, you think at this price okay. it's okay? Uh, well, I might wait a few days to see if it settles down because the market's been so, so much, but this is a good price. It's right at support, yes. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Let's go to Bill and Hayward. How you doing, doing Bill? Want to talk about AT&T? Yeah, Steve, thanks for taking my call. Um, just wondering your opinion on, I've been looking to maybe add it to my portfolio, which is pretty balanced, um, mainly because of in, for income, but just want to get your take and uh, given today's movement and the, the downside movement as of late. Okay, at the opening of the show, Noel called about AT&T too, uh, and I told him uh, you know, then that I think, AT&T is at a very good price point here. I, I've said in recent weeks that it has been chattering between 30 and $37. And, you know, if it goes back down to 30 that's the area you kind of want to be a buyer. And that's where strong support is. Back in August, it was right here at $29.98. Uh, this is a very good price. And I said, why don't you wait a few days to see what it shakes out to be, Bill. But this is a price... That is a very good pickup. It pays 6.7% dividend now because the price is so low. So I think, you know, long as you're not going to, you're not going to get a lot of growth out of it. The earnings came out and the earnings were good. Sales were up 15%, but the guidance wasn't as strong as the, the experts wanted. And that's why it was a little weak. But I still think this is a good price for it. I do. But just wait a few days. Let's just settle down. Okay. Bill, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Let's go to Jake in New York. How you doing, Jake? 
I'm good, Steve. How are you? Good. Thank you for the call. Love the, yeah, love the show. A uh, quick question about Chinese tech stocks. Um, I've been looking wow. for a rebound to happen at some point. They're super cheap. Um, Alibaba, Tencent. Um, but there's one YY. I think you covered it. You probably, I think you've covered it two or three times in the past six months or so. Yeah. But I uh, just wanted your thoughts on YY now. I think it's a good bargain right now. At $59.32, it's a 7 PE. It makes lots of money. It's going to make $7.14 this year. That's up 6%. But that's going to grow that earnings 20% next year, $8.56. And sales growth is in a 50% range, quarter after quarter after quarter. So return on equity is 34. You got to, you know, whether you buy it here or today, or, but these, it is a good price. I might wait a few days for it to trade sideways and maybe give us some strength before picking it up. But this is a very good price if you want to do it. Remember, it's in China. It's a Chinese provider of online social communication platform. So, you know, there's problems with us in China, the trade barriers, and China's economy is slowing. But this company is growing very fast. You, someday you're going to look back and say, this is cheap. This was a cheap time to buy it. Thank you for the call. Vet Talk, the first U.S. corporation to reach a market value of a trillion may have to place greater reliance on its software and services business. I'm referring to Apple, of course. And that story is going to be tomorrow, by the way. Talk about that in more detail. One trillion dollar market cap. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. To win, all effective investors use a process. And listeners call Talk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Ycharts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable. Ycharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use Ycharts every day. Ycharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds, indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YCharts has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YCharts is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now our listeners can try YCharts for free. You just heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous YCharts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious, get YCharts. This is InvestTalk. Please make sure you subscribe to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, then listen, rate, and review. And by the way, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose on November 7th. Register now at investtalk.com. 
Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and you can get unbiased answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Cindy in Menlo Park. How are you doing, Cindy? Good. I'd like to know what you on Alibaba, B-A-B-A. Okay, Alibaba Group, everybody, another Chinese talk. This one's out of Hong Kong. Provides global online and mobile retail marketing via Tobio and Tmall and other sites. Um, and it's like it's like Amazon. It's the Chinese Amazon. Uh, it's it's better price though than that. It has fallen from $210 all the way to $144. That started in June. And it all is, it's all about, all these Chinese stocks are suffering, everybody, because China, China's economic growth is slowing and the market is in a bear market. The market is, and we had, just recently we talked about China market being in a bear market. So that's why you're seeing these stocks suffer. Now, for all of you who ever want to get into these stocks, this is providing an opportunity. And this is an opportunity, Cindy, to buy Alibaba at a decent price. They're growing still 50, 60, 70% a quarter. They're going to make $5.32 a share this year. That's the estimate. That's up about 6%. And then grow 36% on earnings next year to $7.21. So that's going to make this a 20 PE or so. And the five-year range is 22 to 54, so it's going to be below its range. So, yeah, this is the area. If you're going to buy Alibaba, you buy it here. Okay? Okay. This is where you buy it. It's a good, strong company. Appreciate the call, Cindy. The symbol for Alibaba, everybody, is B-A-B-A. And if you look at it, it hasn't really fallen with our market this week, this month. It It already fell. Well, it did fall at the very beginning of the month, but... Since uh, about, oh, was it almost almost a week and a half, two weeks ago, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 11 days ago, it started to go sideways. And you know how I like that. I like it to go sideways and really to show a little strength before you buy it. You might want to wait till it breaks above $150 a share and then buy it. That would show you some more strength. But I don't think it'll be too late. And remember, I don't. As I said at the beginning of the show, I really don't think we're done with our correction yet. Now, have you seen the housing numbers out this week? Okay, we had uh, new home sales reported earlier, and there were five hundred fifty-three thousand, and that was five percent lower than they expected. I mean, they expected like six hundred twenty thousand, so it was like dramatically off, and year over year it was down. So it was kind of, you know, surprising it was that much and no one really expected. Now, you, if you've been listening to the show, you know I've been saying the housing market for now the last two or three months, I've been saying the housing market has cracked and it's peaked and it's not, it's going to roll over. Now, today, though, we had evidence that maybe uh, it's a little bit stronger than we thought because today we had pending home sales and it was up five-tenths of percent, would expect to be down almost 2%. I mean, this is two, these two numbers were dramatic, dramatically opposite. So, but if you take a bigger, a longer context, you, you have to realize that the pending home sales were down four months in a row. 
and this is one was up. Four months in a row before this one. Year over year, sales are down. So the housing market still is weak. It just may not be as, is not decelerating as fast as it was. I can't see how it, I can't see how we not pass the peak. We are definitely past the peak because interest rates are, 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 are uh, rising, mortgage rates, and the valuations are such that it's priced out a lot of low-income buyers. They just can't afford to get into the house. So I think we have definitely seen the peak. Okay, 888-99-CHARTER is our number, 888-992-4278. Give me a call. We'll talk about anything financial that you want to discuss. I'm Steve Peasley, and uh, I have a new way to sharpen your skills, and that is Talk Academy we're talking about. Talk Academy, that's going to be our online class. It starts November 1st, okay, and just one week from today, by the way. It's coming around pretty fast. So I got to get ready. Justin, I got to get ready for that, don't we? So if you want to sign up for it, you go to investtalkacademy.com. This is a hands-on classroom environment. We're going to take subjects, particular subjects, and we're going to expound on, on them. And we're going to expound on them in detail. It's teaching. We're going to teach you how to understand, manage, pick stocks, your portfolio, how to, how to do it on a professional level. And we're going to do this every week, one hour every week. We're going to take a topic. We're going to teach that topic. Next week, we're going to do a different topic. Next week, we're going to do a different topic. And every one of these classes we have are going to be on the Invest Talk Academy website. So you can watch as many times as you want. Once you sign up, you get the lowest price if you sign up before up to August 31st. Before November 1st, the price is going to go up. So you can sign up for it now. It's $49 a month. That's four classes a month and all the archives that we're going to have there. InvestTalkAcademy.com. Okay, the fines are now open. You can call 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they are committed to reason and common sense guidance. That can help make you a better investor. And this philosophy is implemented for KPP clients and across all platforms broadcast radio, live streaming, podcast replays, plus the KPP Premium newsletter, the upcoming Wealth Webinar, and the exciting new Invest Talk Academy. Principals Steve Beasley and Justin Klein have over 60 years of combined experience in portfolio and money management. You can reach out to Steve or Justin by calling their Dana Point, California KPP Financial Office or sending a message through investtalk.com. The Invest Talk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Craig in Illinois. How you doing, Craig? Hey, good, Steve. Uh, great program. I listen to you every day. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. Real good. Um, uh, see what you think about Marathon Petroleum, MPC. Marathon Petroleum, engaging refining, marketing, transportation, and petroleum products in the Midwest. Uh, 
it's a very strong company. Uh, 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 the, the PE is fairly reasonable. It's, uh, even though it's low, I wouldn't say it's cheap because it, the PE on this stock has been as low as five, six in the last five years, and it's at 13 today. But it's at the top end is 28. So, But it's a really good company. They're going to make $5.26 next year and then $7.89 the year after. And that drives the value of this stock up, okay? Because, uh-huh. you know, at, at a 10 PE, that's $78, $79 a share. And that's 69 now. That's fairly cheap. So why is it suffering now? Well, mostly because the whole market is suffering. I mean, it's just gone down with the right. market. It looks it looks like $69, $69 is a good support area, maybe 68 to 69. It hit 68 yesterday and then, and then bounced off a little bit. And then, it, of course, it rebounded today. But if it holds this area, uh, Craig, I think this is a good buy point for this stock. Now, remember, okay. oil is cyclical. It's pretty cyclical, but I don't think we're going into a recession. So I, I still think it has, I think it'll rebound to the low 80s easy. I think it could. Okay. So, yeah. I appreciate it. Okay, I think it's a good stock. Thanks for the call. Okay. Appreciate it, Greg. That was MPC, Marathon Petroleum, everybody. Okay, let's squeeze in one uh, a question from a caller who took time to phone in this earlier today. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve or Justin. I had a question about a trading strategy that I've, and I've noticed with patterns with certain stocks. I've noticed that certain biopharmaceutical stocks, when they fail certain endpoints or certain data, uh, their stock price completely plummets. You know, if they're at like $25, it might drop all the way down to a dollar. So now I just want to ask, what do you guys think about swing play on these types of stocks? I know they're extremely risky but, you know, throw a few dollars at it to see if I can swing it. I just want to get your opinion on that because I know that some people do do this, and I know that there's a lot of dead cat bounces. So, for example, if it drops to that $1 point, why does it normally pop up to that $3 point or, you know, some other point higher than that $1 point? I just want to get your opinion on this because I do see some people taking advantage of it, and I was wondering if it's a safe play to make, um, you know, with play money, speculative money. I'd like to hear your thoughts on the podcast. Thanks. Okay, so you're talking about swing trading. There's day trading, swing trading, and then investing. Uh, day trading and swing trading, you have to develop a strategy, and there are various strategies. Uh, swing trading, day trading means you're in and out of stock in a day. Swing trading means you're in and out of the stock in a few days to a few weeks, maybe a month. There, both those are extremely uh, volatile and risky, as you point out. So it's not for the, the 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 faint of heart. And please don't risk serious money doing it because you can easily lose all your money. Now, there are books out there on how to swing trade. And I strongly suggest you get a few of them and read them because there are certain strategies. Remember, you're not the only one that's noticing these things. Everybody knows these things. These things are well known. So why is it that when it goes down to a certain price, any stock, and then bounce? Well, there's technical reasons for that. And, you know, it's not uncommon. But it doesn't always come true, but it generally comes true when you're reading the technicals. What are technicals? Reading the charts. What chart should you look at in, in day trading? Well, very short-term, one-minute charts. What kind of charts should you look at in a day trading? 
60-minute charts. See, so people are, you know, you need to learn charting if you're going to do a, either be a day trader or a swing trader. Charting is something you have to learn and learn well because you're not basing your investment on the fundamentals of the company. You're not. You're basing it just on movement of the company, movement of the stock price. So read up on it before you get too excited about getting into it. 888-99 chart. Okay, you know, you've seen the volatility. Okay, why don't I think the, the, the correction is over, even after today's great re, re, uh, rebound? I still don't think we're over. Why, why am I insisting that I don't think it's over? Mind you, I could be wrong, but I've been around for many, many years. And the reason why I don't think I don't think it's over is, is, is simple. There's not enough fear yet. You don't, I don't feel that everybody's worried or anybody's worried about the market. And I can see the evidence of that in the volume on the indexes, the trading volume. It's not that much. There's no spike in the volume to tell me that everybody's worried and trying to get out. And also looking at the, uh, looking at the VIX, the volatility index. It went up to 24.25, but that's not that much. It's got to go to 40. You know when it last time it went to 40? In February, when we, the market corrected 10%. This time it's only gone to 25. There's not enough fear. So I like to see more fear. That's why I think we might have more. What I'm saying is, is that we, we have a bunch of what I call weak hands holding on to stocks, but they're not fearful yet. If the market goes down 1,000 points tomorrow, maybe you'll see that fear come in. And we'll notice it in the VIX, and you'll see it in the the volume spike and the number of shares traded, especially on the downside. I can get into that. That's a technical read. But see, the spike in volume is important. Now, the market doesn't have to do that. To, to, it could just slowly come back from where it is today. It doesn't have to be weaker and spike in volume, but it generally does. So I'm just looking at the odds or probabilities and saying, you know, I don't think we're there yet. I think we're close. I don't think it'll take much to give up, get get that fear going. And, you know, I don't think we're going to move into a bear market. I don't. Not now. Bear market is when the market goes down 20% or more. I think we're going to get another, we can get 10 to 15% on this correction. Some of the indexes are at 10. Some are at 5 as a correction after today. So um, I think that could be a little bit deeper and I think that will be the correction. And then I think we'll see a move up from that correction into the end of the year. And why do I say that? Because historical patterns. That's why. So I just don't think we have enough fear in the market yet. It's as simple as that. I'm looking for more fear. I would be happy with more fear. Sounds counterproductive doesn't it <laughs> here's a quick reminder tell your friends about our upcoming free online webinar tuesday at 9 to 6 30 pacific time also i will be returning to san jose on november 7th you can register now for both doesn't take long just go to investtalk.com 888-99-CHART is our number
on the next Invest Talk with iPhones losing some of their luster. The first U.S. corporation to reach a market value of $1 trillion may have to place greater reliance on its software and services businesses. About Apple. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve. This is Jack. I am a young investor. I am calling to see what your opinion is of treasury bonds. Uh, If you think that it's a good time to buy, um, or should I wait until after, say, the election or the new year? Just wanted to pick your brain a little bit and see what you thought. Uh, Again, I'm from Montana, and I am 20 years old. Appreciate everything that you and Justin do, and I look forward to listening to you guys on the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Bye. Uh, You should stay away from treasury bonds. You're too young. Way too young. Treasury bonds are very, very safe bonds. Are U.S. government backed? Very safe. You cannot lose any money buying treasury bonds. And, you know, it's, it, you know, you want to, if you're going to buy treasury bonds, you want to buy the, when interest rates are high. And right now, you're having the Federal Reserve raising interest rates and they're threatening to raise them several more times next year. You want to wait, what you want to wait is until the, the Federal Reserve has stopped its increasing the rates because now you'll have a better return on your treasury bonds. And, you know, they're very, very, very safe. They're the absolute guarantee safety backed by U.S. government. So there's no risk in te- buying them, no risk. You're 20 years old. You should be taking risks. You should, you know, I, I realize that maybe it's not your personality. Maybe that's, maybe you don't want any risk because your personality, you're, you're, you're risk adverse. But I'm still telling you, at 20 years old, you should overcome that and take risks. Okay, because this is the time you can take them. And if you really want to make money, you know, this is the time you do it. And I'm, I will tell people that all day long and they're in their 20s. This is the time to take risks. If you want to go out and start a business, this is the time you do it. You do it before you have obligations and, and you're, you're getting tied down. If you want, to, you want to take risks, you do it when you're young. You can do it when you're older. You can also, by the way, you can also do it when you're older after you've made all your money and now you want to try something new and you've already made a, a fortune, you have lots of investments. Yeah, you can take a risk. But, you know, in the 20s, when you're, when you're young is the best time to do it. So that's what I would do. 888-99-CHART. And I just want to remind you that just because we're in a correction does not mean that we're going to go into a bear market. You know, the, the S&P 500 is about two percentage of points away from its, uh, away from joining the NASDAQ in bear market ter- in a correction territory, and that was before today's bounce. So now it's closer to 4% away from that. But I just want to point out that in, since 1974, there's been 22 market, full market corrections. That means 10% or more between 10 and 20% corrections 22 since 1974 and only four of those 22 resulted in a bear market in other words they weren't corrections they actually were the beginning of a bear market that was in 1980 1987 2000 2007 
So 18 of 22 were just corrections. So there is this. there's your odds of this just being a correction. And where our economy is just too strong, it's not the time of the year for really for you to see this kind of weakness. Yeah, you know, we're going to get GDP numbers out for the third quarter tomorrow. It'd be interesting to see what that's going to say. Remember, our second GDP quarter was 4.2% growth. They're not. The third quarter is not going to be that strong. But if it's over 3%, which I suspect it will be, uh, that's pretty strong growth. So I, I just want you to understand that, you know, we're not in a bear market. This is most likely just a correction. I've been warning you that it would a correction may be coming in October. It's here. And now I'm telling you not to panic because it's probably just a correction. Chances are very high. Now, I don't have a crystal ball. No one has a crystal ball. I can't tell you anything for certain. I can only give you the probabilities. And it certainly is probable that this is just a correction. If you're you could just hold on through it and you'll be fine. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program, and I thank you for your loyal support and questions. Attention podcast listeners, you will be learning much more about Y Charts. That's one of our that's one of our sponsors that we really are uh, pushing these days. They make software. Justin and I use that software. It's all for it has data research, filtering, charting. We use it a lot. Y Charts. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.